You're listening to the 1208 Podcast from 1208 Greenwood Free Methodist Church in downtown Jackson, Michigan. Okay, so I'm going to start with prayer because God kind of um, challenged me this morning and I'm just feeling extra nervous because he threw a curveball, which he tends to do with me. So if you know me in my life. So, all right, I'm just going to start with some prayer. Dear Lord, I just ask that you would bring your presence into this room right now and just fill it. And just bring peace and um, just calm my racing heart um, because you obviously challenged me this morning in what you said. And uh, I need to be obedient to you. And even when it's hard, I need to be obedient to what you're asking of me and just trust in that. Um, In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to take this out. I was thinking I was going to leave it in there, but then I didn't like it. Okay. So, my themes for today, I'm just going to tell you now, is trust and faith. Okay? So, normally my routine is I wake up on the day that I have to preach, and I wake up early so I can like go through it so it's fresh in my brain. And then I ask God if he wants to give me anything extra, and I write it down, and I try to push it in to my sermon where I think it should go, and I'm like, okay, then I feel good about it, you know? Like, I just feel really good about it. And that's how I preached, and I finally got my flow. Like, I finally got it over the summer, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to 1208, and I'm going to be a new person preaching up there. I'm so going to be prepared. And then I wake up this morning, and I'm half asleep, and I woke up early, you know, like I don't normally do, just to get myself prepared. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna prep. And I heard no. And I was like, what do you mean no? Are you sure it's a no? Not like a maybe, you know? <laughs> and so then I'm like, I text Jamie, I'm like, I need some more time with the Lord. Cause I was like, maybe, if I just sit here longer with him, he'll change his mind, you know? And maybe I can break, you know? And so then I have these really weird moments where, like, I'm brushing my teeth and God speaks to me sometimes. So I'm brushing my teeth. Really weird. That's actually how I got my calling. I was brushing my teeth one day, one night, just, you know, brushing my teeth. And he's like, you're going to be a pastor. And I was like, absolutely not. You know, but here I am. Anyways, um, so then I'm brushing my teeth this morning, doing my normal routine, and a thought came to me. And I was like, I gotta write it down. It's from the Holy Spirit. I just know it. And there again, no. And I'm like, but I might forget. I forget everything if I don't write it down. Please let me write it down. No. And I'm like, okay, there's still time, you know? That's what I'm telling myself. And so then I get in my car and I'm on my way here. And I'm like, God, can I write it down now? You know? And uh, he said, Caitlin, if I wanted you to know it, I'll bring it up while you're up there. Or while you're at church. And I was like, okay. Okay. I guess that's fine. You know? And so that just brought on a little extra anxiety to me. Because I like to be super prepared. Like overly prepared. You know? 
but then that quenches the spirit. And that's not what God wants us to do sometimes, you know? And so what's weird is the scripture that came to my mind this morning was about Mary and Martha. And Jamin just played a song about Mary and how we need to more like Mar- be more like Mary. And I realized this morning, I am a Martha. I don't know how many Marthas are in the room, but I am 100% Martha. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to be prepared. Like, if something's happening, like, I have to dot all my I's and cross all my T's. Like, I have to do all that. And God is challenging me in this season to stop being so prepared. And I actually got a word recently from someone in this room. And they said, God told me to tell you, just be. And I was like, just be? Do you mean just do? Because I'm really good at just doing. And no, the, the word is just be. So I need to be more like Mary, who just sits at God's feet and listens to him. And that is very hard for me. So um, the other verses I thought of this week that I thought about doing, and I was like, no, I can't, God. Like, I just did my last sermon on that which I know is a silly reason, but I just kind of didn't feel like that was what I was supposed to preach on. And the other part, the other scripture I thought of was Peter walking on water. And the other part of Jamin's song that he sang talks about Peter walking on the water and how you just need to trust. And so I was like, okay, all right, Lord, you are here in this place. And that just confirmed it. All the thoughts that I had this week, prepping for this sermon, thinking about what I need to say, You've already given it to me. And I just need to trust in you. And so that's normally not normally how I start out my sermons, but today that's how we're doing it. And so today we're just kind of going to roll with it, which is not my normal. But we're just going to roll with it. We're going to go with my notes. We're going to go with what I originally had. And if God wants to add some things in there, we're doing it. That's what I'm doing today. All right. So, and the other thing that God told me this morning was... It's no, it's no coincidence that I had trust and faith for you as your theme because I'm making you practice what you're preaching. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. Which Jamin also told me that this morning. <laughs> so, love that. Um, so, originally, I usually like to use the ESV version, which I was also telling Jamin this before I came up here, is I normally like to use the ESV version and... I was going through the ESV version last night, and then I went into the NSAB, which I like never use. Didn't love that translation either. And then she said, Kayla, what about the message version? And I was like, I don't really like to use the message version. But I felt like it was the most relatable, so I'm going to actually read the message version today of the scripture that I have. So the scripture that I have is Psalm 73. So if you would like to get out your phones or whatever and go to Psalm 73. It's going to take me a minute to get there because my phone is ancient. So, but. It's fine. It's coming. Guys, don't you worry. It's coming. It is? Oh, cool. Okay, great. That's even better. So, no doubt about it, God is good. Good to people 
good to the good-hearted, but I nearly missed it. Missed seeing his goodness. I was looking the other way, looking up to the people, at the top, envying the wicked who have it made, who have nothing to worry about, not a care in the whole wide world, pretentious with arrogance. They wear the latest fashions of violence, pampered and overfed, decked out in silk bows of silliness. They jeer, using words to kill. They bully their way with words. They're full of hot air. Loudmouths, disturbing the peace. People actually listen to them. Can you believe it? Like thirsty puppies, they lap up their words. What's going on here? Is God out to lunch? When, we, when me and my friend read that, read that last time, we started laughing, because I was like, wow, I guess the Bible just said that. You know, I mean, it's not really. That's not the literal translation, but anyways. So, um, nobody's tending the store. The wicked get by with everything. They haven't made. Piling up the riches, I've been stupid to play by the rules. What has it gotten me? And let me just stop there and tell you, I have literally thought this this week. Like, what is all this jesus stuff gotten me? You know, like, I'm doing all the right things. I gave up my amazing career, God. Here I am. I'm about to graduate. And you're telling me to just be and not plan? Are you kidding? You know, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. So anyways, um, I've been stupid to play by the rules. What has it gotten me? A long run of bad luck, that's what. A slap in the face every time I walk out the door. If I have given in and talked like this, I would have betrayed your dear children. Still, when I tried to figure it out, all I got was a splitting headache until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I saw the whole picture, the slippery road you put them on with a final crash in a ditch of delusions and the blink of an eye disaster. A blind curve in the dark and nightmare. We wake up and rub our eyes. Nothing. There's nothing to them, and there never was. When I was belligerent and bitter, totally consumed by envy, I was totally ignorant, a dumb ox in your presence. I'm still in your presence, but you've taken my hand. The other translation, ESV, says you've taken my right hand, and that for me is very significant. You wisely and tenderly lead me, then you bless me. You're all I want in heaven. You're all I want on earth. When my skin sags and my bones get brittle, God is rock firm and faithful. Look, those who left you are falling apart. Deserters, they'll never be heard from again. But in the very presence of God, oh, how refreshing it is. I've made Lord my God my home. God, I'm telling the world what you do. So, then I also decided last night that I was going to look up what Psalm 73 means. So... I have this one ready. Hold on. Okay. So, this is what Psalm 73 is talking about. The theme. Faithful living in a corrupt and unfair world. How many of us complain that this world is so corrupt and so not fair, and it's not really fair sometimes to be a Christian, because... We live through the hard stuff. We get called to the hard stuff. Well, everyone around us gets to, you know, do whatever they want sometimes. And we're here trying to be obedient to the Lord. So then, the theme of Psalm 73 is finding confidence to live faithfully in a corrupt and unfair world. One in which the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer and God seems inactive. 
So, the thing about it though is I have been sitting in this misery and this unsureness and all these bad feelings and I forgot that my reward is in heaven and there's reward that I can see in front of me right now and I just chose to look past it. I chose to look past everything because I didn't see these big things. And someone recently spoke to me and said, Caitlin, it's not always about the big moments. There's little, there's little moments that you have and you're impacting people and you don't even realize them. I thought recently that my time at Spring Arbor was a waste because I reached out to my conference back home and things didn't go great, you know? And I don't know if things aren't lining up because that's God putting me through trials and, you know, trying to test my faith and my trust in him. I don't know if that's from the enemy and he's trying to halt it. But what I do know is that God has called me back home and I need to follow through in that. But then I thought to myself, my time at Spring Arbor was a waste. And I kind of went through this with Jamin. I was just very honest and open with him. And I said, my time here was a waste. Like, no one cares about my degree. The only person that cares is God. And um, and just, just know that, like, I worked through these feelings. But I'm being honest with you guys and how I was feeling. And I think honesty is best, you know, especially as a pastor. I think sometimes um, we try to stand on this stage and act like we're good all the time, and we're not. We're just like everyone else. And so um, I, you know, I was at this prayer meeting that God wanted me to go to, and I had the worst mood about it. I got there, and I was like, what do you want me to do, Lord? I was like, if you don't move by this certain time, I'm leaving. And my friend was like, Caitlin, you better watch yourself. Like, the way you're talking to God is not good. And I was like, I know. I'll get out of it eventually, you know. And five minutes before that time, I told God I was going to leave. My friend walks through the door. The friend I had been praying for to come walk through the door. And I felt like God said, I wanted you to just be patient. I wanted you to work out your heart first. You needed that whole almost two hours to get your heart right. And he walks in the door, and he comes and he sits by me. Well, actually, he sat down, and I said, God, I want him to come to me. And God said, I don't really care. I want you to get up. You never go and get up. Go get up. So I walk over to him, and I'm like, hey. Ministry sucks sometimes, doesn't it? (laughs) That's how I started. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's really hard. And there's times that all of us want to quit. Anyways, so then we're sitting there, and I'm like, my time here at Spring Arbor, I haven't done anything. Like, this isn't what I thought it would be, you know? And he said, Caitlin, do you remember that night you were in this exact room? And it was probably like two years ago. And I sat here, and I said, I wanted to leave Spring Arbor, and this wasn't the school that I thought it was. And I wasn't seeing a lot of Christians around me. And you were the next person to speak up at that circle and say, you're right. But I want to change it. 
I don't really, I remember this night, but like I forgot about it. You know, I didn't remember it until he told me it. And he said, you and a few other people, a handful of people, kept me here and changed my life here. And now I'm changing other people's lives. He's like, it might have not been a big moment for you and you didn't think anything of it, but it changed mine. It changed my path. And so I would just like you guys to keep that in mind when you feel like you're not, you're not making a difference in someone's life. You could be, and you just don't know it. Um, so anyways, back to my original message. That was kind of a tangent I went off on. But So God brought Psalm 73 up to me about two weeks ago, maybe two and a half weeks ago. I don't know if you, some of you guys know her, some of you don't. If you go to Spare Room, Amy, that comes to Spare Room, she's great. She gave me, she said, you need to read Psalm 73. This was like two weeks ago. I read it, and I was like, I don't understand any of this. Nothing. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not for me. I'm just going to throw it out. <laughs> no. And then God brought it back to me for this message. And I tried to find another um, scripture because I was like, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> I don't quite understand it, you know. And none of them worked except for that one. Like, it was just like God was like, I want to use this one. And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient to you, you know. And so then I forgot about it. I was at Spirit Room this past Wednesday, and I'm going to read to you what I wrote, which this is me just crying out to God sometimes. So, uh, yeah, oh, I'm on the wrong page. Okay. Okay, so I first started by saying, this is what I wrote. Let me guide your steps. I saw a vision. I saw a little girl trying to make her way down a hill with unsteady rocks on the ground. He had her hands to steady her. She slipped on a rock, and he caught her before she could fall and hurt herself. He will catch us before we hurt ourselves. That's what I wrote. And then I wrote... Guide my steps, God, so I don't stumble on uneven ground. Be my rock and my foundation. Then, this was the crazy part. He said, eventually we won't need his hands. He will tell us which rock to step onto next. The more steps we take in faith, the more confident our steps become. I saw myself then, stuck on a rock, frozen in fear. I wouldn't move or take a step. I was afraid I would slip and fall. I kept seeing myself slipping on a rock and breaking my ankle. And it just kept me frozen there. So then, he said, remember if you slip, I will catch you. You won't know if you are going to take a wrong step if you won't even attempt to move. He said, there isn't failure with me. Every slip is my grace catching you. My hands catching you is my mercy. I just want you to move. And then I thought to myself, how many of us stay on that step? That step of, it could be anything. It could be fear. It could be anger. It could be grief. It could be envy. It could be anything. So... And then he said to me, I can't move a mountain 
if you won't walk toward it. Then he said, I can't get you out of a valley if you don't take another step. And then I wrote, walk to me, just like Peter did on the water. And then I wrote Psalm 73. So, that was my note that I had. And so then, the story continues. Okay. I leave Sparrow, and I'm like, okay, I don't really know what to do with that, right? So then, I go out to dinner with Casey, Casey and uh, Jamin, and we go to um, Applebee's for late night apps, you know, good times. And we're sitting there, and Jamin says something to me, and it upsets me, okay? I'm gonna be honest, it, it upset me. I immediately shut down. I'm not a person that likes to talk about my feelings. <laughs> so I was like, I'm fine. And Jamin looked at me and goes, I know you well enough now, you're not fine. <laughs> and so then I thought about it later on that night, you know, and this is what God said to me. You don't like to be, you want to be seen, but then you are afraid to be seen because then if you're fully seen, will someone actually love you? That was a, that was a hard one, okay? So God speaks out to me, which, yeah, okay? So that might hit some people. I'm really sorry if it does. It really hurt me. It really hurt me hard. It hit me, hit me hard, you know? And so then, so then we get back here and I'm about to like walk to my car and Jamin says, get in here. And I'm like, no. I know where this is going to go, and I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> He's like, get in here right now. We're going to Jesus. And I was like, darn it. <laughs> and so we walk in here, and I sit down, and um, he said, go to God. We'll go to Jesus. That's what he says, always. If you ever do a healing thing with Jamin, he always, the first thing out of his mouth is, go to, go to Jesus. Go to your sacred space. Okay? So I go to my sacred space with Jesus, and I'm sitting there. And he takes me back into my vision that I saw. And so when I was in my vision at spare room earlier in the night, I was standing. So I was frozen in fear, but I was standing. This time I go back and I'm sitting on the step. I was like, oh no, you know? And so I'm just sitting there, my like knees tucked into my chest. And I'm like, oh, this is not gonna be fun. You know? And so then he, um, he's like, all right, ask God what the next step is. So they're not really steps. I should, I should also clarify this. Because I felt like the rock was significant because he was saying like, I'm your rock. I'm your foundation. And you have to trust in that. Okay, so James says, well, what's holding you back? And I got two words from God. Faith, trust. Okay? So then, James said, alright. Time to do this. You've got to make the step. Okay? And then this weird thing happens in my, my vision, where like, I don't know if it was the devil, I don't know if it was the demon, I don't know, okay? But this like, dark thing comes up behind me, it goes to push me. And God says no. And I turned around in my sassy little self, and I was like, absolutely not, you will not push me, I will do myself, you know? And then, um, so that made me go to the next step. So I got, stepped out on this one, and it's another rock, and I'm closer to God, and it's faith. Okay, so I stepped on faith. And then, I think I'm done. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Okay, time to go. And James was like, no, we're not done. I was like, are you kidding? 
you know? And so then Jamin's like, you didn't do trust. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> so then <laughs> trust was really hard for me. Okay. I don't trust people. I don't like trusting people. Trusting people is super hard for me. Okay. I have a hard time trusting God. Okay. So then finally, I don't even know what made me break it off. But finally, I felt like I'm ready to take that step. And I took the next step. And what's weird is they were rocks. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a white dress. And I'm on these steps and they're all white. It's like we're in this like cloud. And then he shows me a vision of my future. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is what I've been praying about for weeks. This is cool, you know? And then we come out of it, you know, whatever. And Jamin says, you have to take the step of faith and trust in order to get into the holy space of God and for him to show you things. Because you can't get there without the trust and the faith. So you can't enter into his glory until you stop fighting yourself or you stop fighting God. And then he'll show you what you need to see. And so, oh, interesting note here, but this is just an interesting side note. I was Googling things last night, right? Okay. I don't normally do this, but I Googled faith. What's the definition of faith, right? And when I looked it up, faith, it's, you know how, like, it'll give you, like, uh, suggestions? The suggestion was faith and trust. And then I looked it up again this morning on my phone, and it did say that. And I was like, okay, God, you're cool. No, you're cool sometimes. He's cool all the time. This is just me. Okay. And so what I'm going to have you guys do now is I'm going to have you close your eyes. I'm going to have you go to Jesus. Pulling the whole Jamin here. <laughs> you need to go to Jesus now. And I would like you to ask God if you're stuck on a step and what's holding you on that step. So, everyone close your eyes. And if you know how to go to your sacred space, just go there with him right now. And then once you have Jesus there with you, see if he shows you if you're on a step or a rock or whatever he needs to show you. And then once you do that, if you're stuck on something, him what it is. It could be so many things. It could be fear. It could be anger. It could be envy. It could be hardship. It could be grief. And then I want you to ask him what your next step 
needs to be. And how do you get there? And then I need you to ask him if you need to take more than one step. It could be one step. It could be two steps. It could be three. But God wants to heal that. And he wants you to come into that space with him. And see the glory that he has in store for you. Once you take those steps and you're into that glory with him, ask him if he has anything he wants you to see. And God, I ask right now that if there's anything that's holding anyone back from seeing what you have in store for them, that you would reveal that to them.